too much common sense to listen to an idiot like me. I think they spend more time listening to you than they do listening to me, but you might talk a modicum of sense occasionally, whereas I never talk sense. I'm always talking rubbish. Racing, because the bookmakers on the race course, they bet within an inch of their lives all the time. Pulling out prices, bookmakers' prices on this channel, right? Yep. You couldn't have two bananas to a banana with the bookmakers. And a very warm welcome to the Friday edition of the Bar Stewards Inquiry. We're all done and dusted at Cheltenham. 28 races done and the usual, well, I say with the usual beating for the British team. But I think we ended at 18-10, but it was a, a greenwash today for the Irish. And I think Mr Mullins also equalled uh, the 10 from 10. Joining me this evening on the Bar Stewards Inquiry are... Lee Keys of uh, systembet.co.uk when I can get my words out. Uh, afternoon, Andy. Yep. Yeah, good afternoon. So I've not been on the gin yet. And uh, John Leng from uh, John Joe's Bog Spot on Facebook. Good evening, John. Good evening, Al. And last but never least, uh, our favourite professional punter and each way, a non each way wanker, Adam Norman. Good evening, Adam. Good evening, ladies. Yeah. Right, well, let's get the show on the road. Slightly different format this evening. And we're going to take a look back at Cheltenham, the uh, fifth day of Cheltenham. What's fifth day? Fourth day. That's a Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> Give it 12 months, Andy. See I, know, see, I know something you don't, but you boys don't. The Friday of Cheltenham, we're going to take a look back first, and then we're going to run through the weekend's, well, the Saturday racing with our three best bets from all four, all four of us. So we better start at the top of the shop. Um, well, let's start. Let's not start with the Triumph Hurdle. Let's start with the Gold Cup. Thoughts on that, boys? Very impressive winner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I felt that the the winner was just in in. It showed something today. I've, I've never seen it showed. Immense turn of foot, immense gear. Um, I always felt it was more of a um, sl slugger. In fact, in running, I'm, I'm trying to work out what was going to win because you could tell they were going slow. And you're mm. thinking, right, what's got the best turn of foot, you know, from, from the home turn? And I, I genuinely let, left the race alone because I, I couldn't work it out. And But a very cool ride from uh, Rachel Blackmore. And, um, yeah, very pleasing result, I think, for a neutral and somebody like me that didn't have a bet. So, yeah, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, one to, a one-two for Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I was worried about his stable form, really, this week because – you know, apart from honeysuckle, um, you know, and he, 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 I just, I just worried about some, some of his runners just weren't quite running to par. Um, mm. And but yeah, he totally he's had a, he's had a, dispelled he's had that. Another, he's had another good record, didn't he? Milena Indo ran another good race. I don't know what you felt about the ride on that, Adam. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I don't think it's. I, I don't think we can crap. Uh, uh, is it Robbie Power who wrote? Mm. I mean, I mean. It, He's on the he's on the strong stayer and he's 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 taken his his chance while he could. It it just looked I just thought it just just looked vulnerable um, mm. between the last two uh, as they sort of queued up behind and um, the rest, just got the sense that yeah 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 I'm not I wouldn't I wouldn't crab him at all um, mm. but um, he, I, you know I, I I just thought if you if you backed Minella in though he just thought 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have felt confident at any stage knowing that the the pack was uh, was closing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Galvin didn't really pick up at the right time, did he? But but he's such a strong stayer that even he could have on another day just picked up from two out and, and flown home, you know. But um, yeah, there was tremendous confidence in Galvin. All I was obviously watching him running, but tremendous confidence in him all the way round. Even though I thought he was probably a little bit further back than he needed to be. But going back to Manila Indo, comes alive at the festival. His record there now reads first, second, first and second. So he's obviously, you know, I think you could make the case for him being a, a spring horse. Um, once again, uh, Protectorate actually didn't run a bad race to get into third. I'd have thought Aintree would be his target now, something like the Betway, Betway Bowl for him. Don't quite know what they do with Galvin next. I've always, to, Personally, I've always thought of him as a national horse. Yeah, he, he looked decidedly sort of, I know that sounds harsh because it's fourth in a gold cup, but he he looked decidedly sort of shorter pace turning turning for him. I mean, I did say that I thought it was slowly run because they were all grouped together, and that's why I just felt it, it sent slowly run. But they've gone four seconds quicker than standard. Um, mm. That's that is an immense time, um, really, if that's correct. That is phenomenal uh, by the winner. winner what's, what's 15 lengths in terms of time, um, Lee? You're an expert on that sort of thing. Well, over that trip on that ground, I would say we're looking, I would say about, about a couple, couple of seconds for five. I'd, I'd, I'd say one, one and a half seconds to two seconds for five lengths, maybe something right, like okay. that. For, yeah. So, you know, that kind of thing. I think I saw Simon Rowlands who excellent on times as well i think i saw him tweet that it was the or certainly on his on the blog on the atr blog i think i saw him say that it was the i'm just trying to look for it now actually i think it's, it was the quickest time from the last you know the running for several Amazing. i just really went further and further clear on the run yeah. and it was really really impressive yes. wasn't it um a plutar ran the 244 yards of the running in 17.1 seconds, the fastest by a Cheltenham Gold Cup winner in recent years. Um, 18.6 last year. I think the slowest that we've got here is 19.9, which was 2018 with Native River. Uh, and Simon uses a length, a length is roughly equivalent to 0.2 of a second. Um, I know he'll be writing in more detail on his excellent um, blog. But yeah, decent Gold Cup. I thought that was good. Let's wind things back to the start of the... Um, start of the card. Um, Volban winning the triumph. Thought it was a, a again decent run from that one. Looks uh, a decent animal for next year. Um, and it was you know Irish one two three. All the right horses finishing the right place. And again, again the GB stuff. Get GB uh, trained horses getting a bit of a whacking. Yeah, um, I think Volban displayed a, an immense cruising speed. Uh, definitely looks. Uh, a flat horse, really, on what what I've seen so far in his career. Um, I, I, I do think on all three of his starts, his jumping leaves a lot to be desired. Um, it's part of the reason I've not got involved in backing him on any occasion because there's two or three sort of like, you know, not fluent jumps. He's, he, there's some horses that are brilliant over jumps because of their athleticism and, and the way that they attack the hurdles. This chap's just got the, the cruising speed which and that's why he wins, and 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 you know you can see why they've they've mentioned about the uh, Melbourne Cup, yeah, uh, and a flat campaign this summer. I I, I don't say, I know people are saying Champion Hurdle. If there's anything sort of like strong in the Champion Hurdle uh, next year, um, 
I've, I'd be worried that he that he can't jump well enough to, uh, to, to win a champion hurdle. Um, that would be my worry. Interesting you're talking about a, a flat campaign uh, for him because he does he does look that you know that sort of hot, uh, that sort of horse. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't take Pied Piper back onto the flat as well. I mean, he wasn't a you know he wasn't a bad horse. It wasn't it was there. In fact, it was an Irish one one two three four five. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we managed there, so um, well, on that subject, um, he had, had a special mention of the horse that finished fifth, Il Etienne because that one pulled harder than Rolf Harris after he made that swimming commercial in the 70s. <laughs> and aging it. Um, for that to get to the last fence with what looked a large chance of finishing second, I thought. Yeah was one hell of a performance. I, I think if you're going to take one out of that race for the future, shall we say, that's not entirely obvious, I, I think that has a rattling good amount of ability. I think that's an, an excellent spot, John, because as you say, put, if you go back and watch the start of that race, in fact, I've just got the, the race again on here, they're showing the replays on here, and, the, and he, was, he was still pulling like a, you know, pulling like a train, jumping the second last. Um, and if you think both his hurdle starts now come in grade ones, if they can get him to relax, um, I think he's got um, what we would term to be a little bit of an engine. Um, so he's certain he's certainly one that we could uh, take a look at. Um, the county hurdle, um, well, <laughs> it was really State Man who did that. I thought First Street ran a, uh, ran a good race, and I say First Street and West Cork were second and fourth for the Brits, but it was really a question of. I think it could have been a bit further for State Man, couldn't it? Yeah, th- there was word that uh, State Man was apparently working better than Sir Gerhard floating around in the preview nights and, and this, that and the other. I mean, whether that's that's true or not, I don't know. You, we, we, the, you can have all these preview nights. You, you could have a list of 50 that's working well um, and working all over something better. But but yeah, it was, it was impressive. I was impressed with Nicky's how that run on strongly. Mm. Uh, Colonel Mustard was my sort of choice pre-play because I felt he was, of what I could assess properly, Stateman was difficult to assess. Colonel Mustard, I felt, was letting off the best mark um, of, of 140, mm. given, given his Irish form. So I think that's a real, I think it's very, very strong form, the county hurdle. Cormier, the recent more battle winner in seventh, um, that's got an absolutely rock solid look to it, that, that race um, going forward. Mm, yeah, I think so. Adam, any thoughts on that, John? Just that Dirt Man seemed to get there very, very easily and he's probably a class act. Mm, mm, be interesting to see where he, he goes next, probably. Um, you know, well, probably better better than handicaps. I think that might be the last time we see him in a handicap, but I think that, that piece of form is absolutely rock solid. There might be one in that I noticed staying on quite a long way back, probably better than some up the hill, um, a horse called Far Out. He might be one if, you took, if you're looking back at the race. Take a look at that. He eventually finished ninth, but um, he was miles back on the home turn and made up an awful lot of ground. I'd be uh, interested to see him uh, in the future. Um, we then come on to the uh, the Albert Bartlett, the potato race, as I always call it. Disappointment from Hillcrest. And um, unfortunately, uh, we lost Jinto, who was uh, pulled up very quickly going to the last. And I'm afraid um, he is no longer with us, uh, Jinto. Uh, he was fatally injured in the race. A lot of horses pulled up. Typically brutal, 
um, Albert Bartlett, wasn't it, really? Um, but won by a nice horse in the in the nice guy. But I would think that maybe the one to take out of it was the second, Minella Kakuna, who, I mean, he, he did everything wrong and still only got beaten. OK, he got beaten five lengths, but, you know, he clumped, I must have clumped three or four hurdles uh, and ran a bit with the choke, well, quite a lot with the choke out. And I thought he was one to one to take out of the out of the race. Um, boys, any thoughts on the race? Oh yeah, it was a rotten race. To be honest, I, I, I didn't enjoy watching one aspect of it really. Uh, mm. The Ginto injury was proper grim. Neil Crest never went to step, as some people on here predicted. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like the race. Does mm. it, it does tend to be a real a real test? Lee, any thoughts on the race? Yeah, um, like obviously, I, I remember my thoughts known when I knew Hillcrest was declared or, or going to run in this. And I, I thought it was one of the biggest mistakes I've seen. I, I called it at the time, um, not just because of the hard run at Haydock, which could have been a factor. The fact that the horse wasn't respecting the hurdles at, at Haydock at all. It was walking through them. Um, now, it could be a sign that A, it's either not enjoying it, particularly at this moment in time, or B, that it's it wants a fence and, and I, I just think whatever they've done, they've just wasted time. And you've run the risk now of possibly souring the horse a little bit you know you, you can run them in this and you know mm. it might it, it clearly had enough for the season on that um and I, I just if I was going to run I'd have probably turned up at Aintree you know in probably a softer race um if that's what what you know the play you know if it was sort of soft ground if not soft ground I'd have left it even Aintree I'd have just put it away and brought it back for fences I, next year I just sort of wonder whether Henry Daly got slightly pressured into running him there was, I, th- I think, but what but, wasn't? Uh, if it was on, on the pressure, it'd be through a medium. Well, yeah, <laughs> through a medium, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it was. No, I think it's sort of more media, sort of peer pressure, that sort of stuff. Just, it's just a. Did thought. you lay the tits off? I, it, I think they don't get a bit. So, <laughs> you know, it must have been I, a good I, place, lay. I, I mean. No, I mean, the, I basically, I, I, I got my opinion around it uh, where I, I made Ginto the main bet, you know, on, on the premise that, that the Irish form for me was strong. Um, and uh, the nice guy, the winner, I also covered. But like I said, it was, it, like, I agree with John and Andy and stuff. He just, he left a sour taste, really, the race. I didn't want to see, like, I'm a racing fan. I'm a massive Hillcrest fan as well. I'm one of them that, that, that I, I, I like I like watching good 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 yeah. old fashioned national yeah, yeah. hunt types do the biz and I didn't want to see it run there so I was yeah. kind of half turned off by the race before the start to be honest. Yeah. Mm. There wasn't much to be gained, was there really? By, by running, not it. really, not really, because mm. if it wins, people are, people are saying, well, yeah, it's a good horse, but we knew it's a good horse anyway. Yeah, we know yeah, it's yeah. We, we know it's a we know it's a really good top class staying prospect. And yeah. I'd have took the old-fashioned view. You've got an old-fashioned chasing type there, yeah. very you know, a very big horse. Yeah. Um, let's let let's just bring him back next year over fences and yeah. let's watch him go. Mm. Mm. Just one, just one aspect of that race: the fourth horse, um, Bally Griffin Cottage. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but it uh, was dropped out stone last by Skelton. Uh, you know, and you can't really win from there. Uh, just just stayed on quite nicely. 
Uh, they ran it for the first time. They ran it. They ran. They ran it in a graded race, um, and then he won. He won at Lingfield. Um, but there was, yeah, it was, yeah. I, I did notice the run. I picked that up. I also thought that the um, Henry de Bromley run of it, who ended up finishing tenth in the end, Sean Trues. Um, he often runs a very decent novice in this. In fact, he ran Manella Rindo in it, obviously, a few years ago. But he runs quite a decent. I think that could be much better than the the, the tenth that finished. Looks to need softer ground. Just they're always going a bit half a stride too quick for it. But I think if you next year could be quite could be quite a nice horse. Um, on to the Fox Hunters, which um, Patrick Mullins somehow pulled out of the fire on Bill away. Uh, after he'd been beaten after the horse and Patrick Mullins, well, not last year, had been beaten the last two years uh, on this. Obviously, he didn't ride it last year because the amateurs weren't allowed to ride, but um, uh, and managed to pull it out of the fire this time and, and just touch off winged leader. Um, you could have had some several big prices in running about uh, about Billaway. Um, not your, I wouldn't imagine it's anyone's um, particular cup of tea on here, Hunter Chases, but um, any thoughts on this one, lads? Yeah, I think uh, Willie Mullins should send a couple of hookers and a big bag of Charlie round to Jamie Codd. Because uh, <laughs> he, he got the runner-up bait for him, taking it on after the third last. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Completely agree with yeah, that. That's, yeah. Just sort of softened him up a bit, yeah. yeah. There was actually only six finished in that race at all. So, uh, I didn't yeah. think it looked a great, hunt, a great uh, fox hunter's. I know, you, I know you can't call it a fox hunters, but I'm going to call it a fox hunters. Well, you, 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 Adam, you can call it fox. You can call it anything you like on here, yeah. but you definitely call it the fox hunters. I quite like hunter chases. I quite like. I quite like watching the hunters. Back yeah, was... foxes. What the fuck are they supposed to be hunting these days? <laughs> Working class. <laughs> no, it's, it's the old it's the old thing on a rag now, isn't it? The, the, yeah. The, the, the... The chest, whatever, a bit of, yeah. bit of yeah. drag hunting. The, Sad to uh, see uh, Dave Maxwell on the floor at the at the ninth uh, yeah. early days. Maybe he'll win the uh, the Aintree Fox, the Aintree version of the of the Fox Hunters, which is always a which is always a good spectacle. Um, the Mayor's Chase, and not the most popular of races uh, to be added to this card so once again saw venetia's um, pink legend outrun outrun its odds in fact scarlet dove outran its odds as well um ellie may uh, after being second last year continued the what was the theme of the day horses that were second last year winning um just getting up pretty decent ride from uh, mark walsh she's tiny absolutely tiny ellie may she did really well to uh, well to get up um, the one I was really impressed with was um, uh, just coming back to one of your um, favourite subjects, Lee, uh, the, uh, the carrots, <laughs> the nuts and hay. Um, Mount Ida was one that won last year when making some monumental errors. Um, and um, perhaps, you'll, uh, uh, perhaps you can use that as an example. I noticed your exchange, yeah. Mr. Tom's again last night on Twitter. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, Mount Ida last year touched a thousand in running and uh it, it literally couldn't you can't win a championship handicap doing what mount ida did last year uh, it's just not possible he, he's just he, he jumped right in rear he, he was all over the place oh, and he did the, have him going again tonight yeah he did he did the same this this year really uh albeit obviously in graded company but then again you'll say well it's not really. He had the advantage at the weights. He was rated 156. Oh, sorry, he. That's terrible. I mean, mare's chase. I'm calling <laughs> it. He, uh, she, 
she she you'll pull me up on that um she she um you know had the advantage at the weights she was the best horse in the field according to official ratings so doesn't have to even give weight away to something probably better handicapped um and yet you know as i said he said look i mean it's, it's an open discussion this because at the bastards we don't we don't shy away from uh, saying the what you, the, the taboo subjects that you're not supposed to call out because we don't we haven't got we haven't got any authority to to say we can't um, and I, I just feel that there's got to be some kind of when the Irish were thrashing us twenty one five or twenty twenty five it was twenty three yeah. five sorry um, you know and, and giving the right hiding if you if you can't think that something's a fuss i mean yes i know i know we're not as good you can, we know that we know we haven't got the best horses we know for a fact that we we don't buy very well look at paul nichols for example i, I don't think they buy well at all um to be to be honest with the money money spent in that in that yard they have plenty of winners champion trainer not, not i'm not saying anything bad i'm just saying that where is paul nichols this festival um you know it's 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 kind of you know, Venetia's our top trainer, and that 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 says it all, I think. Um, so, yes, I do feel that that there's some change, and that could have come. And I said to Michael Toms on Twitter last night that that basically you look at the Kildare raid and the Paul Kimmage getting involved. All of a sudden, things are a lot quieter, and I don't feel this this meeting has been uh, filled with horses that are winning or sprinting away on the running, barring a Plutard. But I think that was just a freak of a performance. Uh, I don't put that down to carrots. I, I think the carrots have dried up. I think that's why we've had a proper festival. The Irish have still dominated, but we expect that because they have the best point-to-point horses. They have they buy well. Um, they don't want to sell either, so they don't sell you the best horse. They're not interested in selling you the best <laughs> the best tackle. Which why would you? So so I I think this year we've had a fair. Uh, above board on par festival we what i generally expect with a festival hmm, that's it right well maybe it's uh, maybe at some point you get mr tums on and uh have the right to reply he can't, like, he can't, I, I, I love, I love a bit of a head-to-head that'd be uh be quite entertaining that maybe you can uh maybe the maybe one for the sermon on sunday and yeah, um, and we and we rounded off the uh, the uh, the uh, the meeting with the Martin Pipe Conditional Jockeys. I think there were eighteen. I think at one stage there were eighteen Irish horses in there, so they were pretty sure to win it. Um, Cobbler's Dream did the best to spoil the party, but it was the Baby Joseph who won with uh, with Bambridge in the end, um, and it was um, a decent performance as well. Poor old Langer Dan hasn't had the best of luck in this race. Ran him to gallop into Shom last year. And I think he was brought down, was it the second he was brought down this year? Um, and there were a couple of nasty pulls, a bit of carnage in the whole race. Glad to see that everybody... Oh, got... <laughs> I know we had, the low son of... we had the low son of Doncaster, John. I think they missed a, a race there today uh, where we had no hurdles in the home straight. The uh, the hotel didn't quite block out the sun, but decent win for Bambridge. Um, it was a, a fairly, I suppose, work-a-day uh, handicap hurdle, Hollow Games back in third. Uh, Cobbler's Dreams, I said, ran a, another fine race, and that made it the seven uh, nil uh, to Ireland. Um, as a whole, guys, what do you think as a as a festival as a whole? Good, bad, indifferent thoughts? Highlight of the week? Well, it was interesting. Come on, John. Uh, my highlight of the week, really. I'd, I'd like to give a, an award for racing press man of the week. 
I think everybody's favourite journal, Dave Yates. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Sticking up for the rip-off merchant doesn't see anything wrong with £7 for a pint of Guinness because he won't be paying for his Guinness, not that he drinks Guinness. As he was at pains to point out, he doesn't drink anything like that. He probably drinks overpriced shit like people the peanut or something like that. Just to make out, Dave, that you're a sophisticated, cosmopolitan, all-round fucking cock. Who's not only forgotten he writes for an allegedly socialist newspaper, but has also forgotten he was once a member of the human race before he became king of the entitled fuckwits in the bubble known as the racing press room. Well done, Dave. Well, <laughs> I was waiting for a rant, and we certainly, um, oh, we certainly got one. We certainly got one there. Thank, thank you, John. Um, Adam, uh, Adam, Lee, uh, can you add? Can you add to that, or even follow it? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll just basically, um, you know, add in a few, a few sort of like points of this week. Obviously, Cheltenham have certainly shot themselves in the foot, I think, to a degree. Though they might have got away with this because of the amount of favourites winning. So punters go home, cash mm. in the pockets. It brings them back. I mean, imagine if you'd have had like a see a see a like 33s perks winning on top of, you know, paying for your paying extortionate prices. I'm absolutely weather all week, yeah. Yeah, I'm absolutely certain that it would have had a massive impact on attendance next year. I mean, you watch Twitter. There's a lot of racing folk, good racing folk, that are saying that's it, they finally finished. And I think you saw from the chants and the, the mm. football chants, it's now more like a darts Premier League night. Well, they would, than, Mark Johnston referred to that at the, the start of the commentary yes, from Martin Pike. Absolutely spot on and you could, you, could hear it the, you could hear it in the background as well. And and that's not yeah. the only race course. And I think we discussed this the other, well, last night that you know the actual percentage of what we would call uh, racing enthusiast people is diminishing by the, you know, by the percentage points over the years, and we are you know, probably at an all-time low now. Three forty to one winners today, and then people singing and chanting and knocking the living shit out of each other. <laughs> it's right. It is. It is. You know, the, 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 there's pots going over the people's heads, and you know, because they've done the brains, and 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 that's that's where we're at. We're, we're at a different crowd now to what mm. we're ever used to. And race courses are better get used to it and better get used to more of it because that's what they're attracting. That's what they're actually targeting. They, 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 they want they've that created, kind of bump. They created that bet. Yeah. They created their own bet, haven't they? Yeah, booing favor, uh, booing if the favorite oh. doesn't win, booing certain horses if they, you know, if they have if if the consensus hasn't backed them, you know. Is that you know I, I get it because on in darts and people like you know, and stuff like that and, and other sports, but is that what we actually want as a sport? If you let a load of dogs in your garden, don't mourn if they have a shit on your geraniums. <laughs> <laughs> good analogy. That's a, that's a good analogy. Um, I think I, I, the, the, there were a few hype, but obviously if you if you're a racing enthusiast, as my you know like myself. I think there were a few high points of the of the week, um, but I think my my I mean, it's all about you know, people enjoying themselves. I love seeing that. I did love seeing the the Florin Porter boys yesterday win um, because you know they bought that horse for five was it five grand they bought it for, 
uh, and to Everton win like that and just the, the sort of unbridled joy. And it was nice to see a group like that. You know, we get used to on the flat seeing, you know, all the money people win. So, and over the jumps as well, we get used to that. And I just thought that was, you know, that was my little sort on, of... On that subject, Andy, what did you make of Gleeson when he collared onto that flooring porter fella with his last 640 quid and frog marched him to the boat? Yeah, he got the, he got the, he got the five to one, though, didn't he? <laughs> it's a bit of a slap for all this gamble away shite, isn't it? I was going to say, well... Yeah, you know, the fun stop, you stop. <laughs> Hey, he, he lumped on three three grands worth, wasn't it? That, uh, I'd, I'd have loved to have seen the coverage if it had got break. Yeah, well, there we go. He had his show. Perhaps perhaps ITV would have refunded it. I've only seen that, but it was a uh, it was a, a fair enough week. But um, you know, it will uh, you know it will roll around again next year. Was it just three hundred and sixty one days? But I'm sure you boys will be looking forward to that road to Doncaster soon. Seven years. Which is getting seven, nearer and nearer. Yeah, seven seven yeah. sleeps, 26th of March to Doncaster, Lincoln. Um, and um, 3.35 this year. That's Cheltenham done and dusted for this year. Um, we better push on with tomorrow's racing because the racing caravan rolls on tomorrow. ITV roll on to, uh, uh, was it eight races on the box tomorrow? Four from Kempton, four from Utoxida, including the Midlands Grand National. And it's time for the uh, the bit where we all like to push the pink button on the show and our best bets of the week. I'm going to start with the one-pointers and I'm going to start with you, Lee. Okay, dokie. Uh, two, two or five, Kempton, uh, where I'm going for the first one. And it's, I'm taking a little bit of a chance because you, you're going on uh, whether this is the real target. But... Rockstar Ronnie in the two or five race there uh, of the skeleton team. Um, if you look at the pace of the race, there's absolutely nothing that will go on here at all, barring Rockstar Ronnie. And I think that he, um, if skeleton has him in trim, uh, you know, and he's not targeting air or somewhere else uh, this spring, it's obviously been been saved back for the for the decent ground. Um, so, yes, I am going for Rockstar Runny uh, to kick off proceedings, a one-point win at three to one, because I think, like I say, he'll get, he'll get his way out in, in, in front, and I think he's quite progressive, and they've definitely saved him for a spring campaign. Lovely jubbly, put a three to one across the board for Rockstar Runny, uh, who should love the ground with Bridget on board uh, for the Skelton team. I'll come to you next, Adam, for your one-pointer. Uh, the one pointer, yeah, two thirty-three at uh, Newcastle. It's a handicap chase class four, just my kind of thing. Um, looks quite an open race, but cracking find of Sue Smith has been put in too big. Um, he is in the vet, well into the veteran stage now, but uh, all his best form is on decent ground over uh, an intermediate trip. He's been running over three miles on soft ground this winter. Odds are that he's n- nowhere near the force of old. I think he nearly won a, a castle for a couple of uh, winters back. Um, but he's down to 107 and into a class four. Thomas Wilmot, the excellent Thomas Wilmot, takes off five. Um, there's two or three in here you could make a case for, but uh, he was double the price I thought he would be. He's already been nibbled at, which is not surprising. But uh, I made him th- probably third best in the market at something around five so he's uh, anything above that is a 
looks a good bet to me. Still a little bit of nines just about hanging on yeah. with a couple of firms that um, you should be able to get some 70 to two or uh, you know eights, that sort of region across the board at the moment for cracking fine. But it does look as though that price will come under pressure. But as we always say, at the time of recording, you should be able to maybe just about burgle a bit of nine to one either at Skybet or one of the other internet firms or on the machine. You should be able to get that price. If not, eight to one would be more than acceptable. Um, John, your one pointer. Uh, Two twenty five at yield toxicer. Doc picked me. Um, comes into this race in fairly good form. I think there's a chronic lack of pace on here. This one goes very handy, and I think JJ Junior should be able to dictate his own fractions. And I think round here it'll be pretty hard to nail if he does. One point win. Got the old cheap, uh, put the old visor on first time out as well to perk him up after wearing the cheek pieces before. But um, yeah, looks a, looks a fair bet. Just see what we can uh, do you in terms of price for that one. Uh, dot pick me five to one across the board. It's very appealing. Yeah, for my one pointer, I'm going to go. It's Venetia time. Oh. Back. oh yeah, we've got to, someone's someone's got to mention Venetia on here. Um, the three fifteen we're going for at Kempton, and Espoir de Guy. Um, probably could do with a drop of rain, but um, he's a fairly smart sort, and I didn't really like the rest of the opposition in this. Um, made light of a. A, a fair absence to win, uh, make a winning return. Although he needed, he did try and dislodge Mr. Deutsch at the start, um, but that was on a return from yet another wind surgery. But um, he's never run on this sort of ground. But I quite like the horse. And if you go through the opposition, there's not an awful, there's not an awful lot there. I think man on the man of the mountain will be useful over the summer or spring summer. But he generally needs his run. Native Robin stepping up in trip. Uh, and there's a few others in here like um, Diego de Charmy, who, although he ran well last time out, I'm not completely convinced he will get home. So for a one-pointer, we have to have a mention of Venetia on here. I will go one-point win on Espoir de Guy around the four-to-one mark. That rounds up the uh, the one-pointers. On to the twos. Where shall we start? Let's start with you, Adam, and the uh, two-pointer. Uh, right, the two-pointer is in the 3.15 at Kempton, and um, we've got to take on uh, Venetia Williams is here, uh, Espoir de Guy, uh, who, uh, <laughs> who needs much softer ground. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, there's a lot I didn't like here in this race, uh, so I found one that's uh, a big price, and it is uh, Paddy's Poem, um, mm-hmm who is 11 years old, but quite lightly raced four from 13 over fences with seven other places. So largely consistent, um, has been given a bit of a break by the handicapper and is uh, five pounds lower than when winning uh, this time last year. As I say, comes into it fresh uh, with just a couple of runs this winter on unsuitably soft ground. Uh, the ground should be a pretty lively tomorrow at Kempton. As I say, Lots of these I don't fancy in terms of either trip, ground, um, that that sort of thing. DBC looks a bit of a busted flush to me. Um, Killer Clown won for us at, at Wincanton, but that was on soft. Native Robin has taken a new lease of life with cheap pieces, but he's miles up the weights now and, and up in, up in mm-hmm. grade. Man of the Mountain, I think, again, too high in the weights. Uh, maybe one for the uh, April 
uh, Cheltenham meeting. So I just thought there was tons of value around somewhere, and I've gone with Paddy's poem. Uh, at uh, he's one of the outsiders, and I think he's far, far too uh, overpriced. Twenties. Yeah. Twenties with a, at least three firms, Victors and Bet for Betfair and Paddy Power is probably bigger on the machine. Um, I'll ask the question: Which yeah. way? <laughs> I think we both know the answer to that, Andy, don't we? Point its way then. <laughs> Four places available. Oh. Can't tempt yeah. you. No, on the no, no, it's, no, it's a win only. But I, I like his strike okay. rate. Four from four from thirteen over fences. Uh, it's a fantastic strike rate. He's a he's a horse that wins uh, regularly enough, and uh, I, I think he'll win again tomorrow. Okay, Paddy's Pipe, two points on the nose, 20 to 1. Be a nice little return there as we go head to head with my Espoir de Guy. Lee, I'll come to you next for your two pointer. Okay, I'm quite excited for my best two selections. Uh, you know, like broken clocks and stuff, I'm due. Um, and th- this is my second best, and it goes in the big one, the U Toxita. Uh, Midlands National, and um, I'm 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 very very keen on uh, the skeleton runner paddle your own canoe, um, mm-hmm. at rather a big price. Um, if 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 you look at this horse, they've certain they've had a plan, um, and it, it, the wheels have sort of come off the plan, the original plan. Um, it ran it ran very well um, at Haydock over hurdles behind Jezel Teak. Under under this jockey Tristan Durrell, and I and I reckon they've thought this horse will stay really really well, and um, they went to Warwick um, over the three five. Obviously, it it just didn't happen because it blundered and the tack slipped and had to be pulled up very early. But what I didn't notice about that day was a big steamer. Uh, there was a lot of money for it that day. Um, I didn't particularly fancy it that day because Warwick suits front end and you know, bouncing, bouncing out and bouncing away. And I knew this horse wouldn't be. So I didn't particularly fancy it that day. But the fact that there was money for it off 135 said that that, that was the plan. Um, they then went to Sandown um, in the big sort of 100 grander uh, behind Green Book. And it, it wasn't disgraced at all. Um, it was it was sort of, you know, pulling a bit in rear, stayed on, probably wasn't that busy. Uh, 33 to one poke, but still ran an eye-catching race to say that all the abilities in place now dropped to one three three um again over a a, a a trip that that they haven't explored and i can't guarantee stamina um but with the drying ground um i'm not having the, the current growing description as soft because that will dry uh, significantly and um I, I do think we'd be looking good to soft um you know get get, get firming up all the time so uh, paddle your own canoe I, li- I really like its chances off this mark, off, off, off the lightweight of 10 stone. And uh, I'm on the nose again because I want to try and repair the damage done this, this national season. On the nose, paddle your own canoe for me. 16 to 1 is the uh, the current yes. on the paddle your own canoe. Yes, yes. He, did, um, he ran pretty well at, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was at Warwick, wasn't he? He, got, he just clumped the second, it was the second fence and the, the range went yeah. out and he got slit. Yeah, it just didn't, it didn't happen that day, but you were quite right. There was a bit of cash. Well, I'm going to give you another one in the um, in the same race, um, which might give you a run for your money as well. I'm a bit worried, as you say, the ground could dry up a little bit uh, and you could probably do with a bit more. Um, I do think the favourite has got a reasonable chance, but we're not going to go all blogger uh, and do that. Um, I quite like the young warrior. 
Um, he's, a, he's a nine-year-old. He only went chasing this season. He's won a couple of three-mile handicaps on soft. He came up a little bit short Exeter last time out, but I still think he ran a, a belting race. Um, he's off a very light weight here. He's off 10 stone as well. Um, he was second to Maroda last time out. This is a little bit step up in class, but there's been a little bit of money around for him already. I think you might struggle to get this one firm going 20s, and he has been well-backed as well. So I'll probably take something around 14s or 16s. Um, but again, like you, Lee, trying to repair some damage uh, from the from the show. Yeah. Uh, I'll have a couple of points win on the young warrior uh, in that uh, in that. Uh, national although i will i will now for the record uh be saving on the favorite who i think has got a very good chance time to get up who i think has got a very good chance of um of winning the uh winning the race for the second time there's not many multiple winners of the midlands grand national in fact the horse that won it the year before is also running as well um trucker's lodge but he'd be breaking all sorts of weight carrying records so um i'll definitely have a couple of points on the nose on the young warrior around, I think you could probably just about get 16 to one still, uh, but I'd certainly take 14s or back him on the machine. And I will be having a save on time to get up as well with the cheekies on first time out. So that's the two pointer done for me. That leaves John to complete the round with his two pointer. All these enhanced place terms floating around. <laughs> I, I, I really must introduce Shane off Twitter to Adam. <laughs> Because he he's actually won each way wanker of the week at Cheltenham. He, <laughs> he, he stuck a plutard in, I think it was five places. At one I saw that. Two or something like that. Yeah, it's shameful. I'm only doing it to wind Adam up now. Yeah. Very hard to wind me up, Andy. One of the most horrific things I've seen in my life. And that, <laughs> that's coming from an each way wanker myself, you know, so... Mind you, I thought the last leg looked a bit dodgy because I think England might turn France over in the rugby. Well, you never know. Mm. Um, 3.15 at Kempton. We've got a box trifecta now. Um, Man of the Mountain. For me, there was something I missed with this last time at Kempton. I I didn't like the way it moved from the top of the hill onwards. Um, I don't think the layoff's a problem, providing they've got it sorted out, whatever was wrong. Um, I thought this was a workable mark last time. I know Adam maybe thinks it's a little bit high in the handicap, but I, I still think it's got potential off this mark. Um, I think the ground will be fine, the sharp, sharp track won't be an inconvenience, and uh, we'll have a little bash at that two points win. Excellent. That's uh, Man of the Mountain. I know you like that horse, John. You, I think you've tipped him up. Before. I think I'm, I'm, I'm gradually going off him. <laughs> <laughs> like people you can gradually go off them can't you (laughs) the mountain there's a little bit of nines with a couple of firms and eights generally i shall leave it to the uh, producer to decide what um the producer is always kind to you is always kind to you john right i shall um i shall lead off the uh, the three pointers before i get to you August gentlemen and we are going uh, we're going back uh, to you Toxeter and uh, a horse called Serious Charges who I think is absolutely sl- I don't know where the handicap has come up with a mark of 120 from because he beat a horse now rated 120 Scarface off levels at you Toxeter in January um, and he's rated 128 now 
So I don't know where he's come up with 120. Um, Anthony Honeyball, pretty good with his handicappers. The horse has since landed the odds at Fontwell. Um, and I think the, the stiff test of stamina will suit him. There's a couple of, well, there's certainly one danger in the race in the uh, in pulling stumps. Uh, but I'll go with serious charges uh, in this particular race, which is the 150 at Utoxeter to uh, probably get a positive ride from Mr. Dingle and um, make, make use of the mark of 120, which I think is a little bit too light. That's my three-pointer. And there is some nine to two with uh, Mr. Power and Mr. Betfair at the moment. If I could take that to three points, I'd be very happy. That's my three-pointer. So um, let's do the rounds with the, uh, the other three-pointers. John, I'll come back to you for your three-pointer. I'm just reveling in the fact that this time next week we'll be getting ready to stick Alan Tim to be first time out as in our trackers and just getting the wheelbarrow ready for the end of April. Um, 4.45 Utoxys, Mil Susuri. Um, the yard's in better form now than for any of this one's runs earlier in the season. Plenty of excuses last time, jumped very poorly. Um, and will have been sculled senseless since then. Um, also returned with a fairly nasty cut, apparently. This is a shit race, and it's hard to knock this out the frame, so I'm going three points win. Bill Sassuri, four to one across the board for John for his three-pointer. Adam, I'll come to you for your three-point nap of the weekend. OK, we're back at Newcastle for a low-grade action, and it is in the 450. Uh, is it in the 450? Yeah, the 450. Get a reason trained by the red hot uh Rebecca Mendes, and I mean that from a <laughs> horse racing <laughs> trainer point. Yeah, uh, get a reason is down in grade, was with uh Paul Nichols until uh late last season. Um, get a reason was doing well around the gaffs uh this time last year and through the early part of the summer over fences and over hurdles off much higher marks. Um, given a break and slow to come to hand this, this time, but looked back in some kind of form in a tidy little race over C and D last time. Uh, that was only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in fact, it was eight days ago. Can you believe it? And uh, how time flies. And um, yep, down to class four level, uh, I think, um, this nine-year-old with Nathan Mosscrop riding really well. I think that he is a good bet and should be a good deal shorter than the, the four-to-one general against some uh, opposition that have potential, but at a much lower sort of grade. So three points, get a reason. 450, don't miss it. There are <laughs> nine to two with Denise <laughs> is, the, is the standout price. Otherwise, a general four-to-one is the price on Get A Reason in that uh, Newcastle race, which is at 4.50. I know we're back on the silly old times tomorrow, aren't we? We've got a few, because uh, there are four four jumping meetings tomorrow, the day after Cheltenham. Who plans this stuff? Hey, that's a, a subject for another day. And to complete, last but never least, Mr Lee Keys, your three-pointer, please. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is, I think, is a really nice bet. It's against yours, Andy. Um yeah. <laughs> um, it, it goes in the 150 at Utoxeter and like John's mentioned one of Barry Fry's um, the, the, you know, later on the card and um, I'm with Barry Fry in this because 
um, this horse really is better than the mark of 125. Uh, it's just what's it's just based things haven't happened for it. it. The yard has just not been in any kind of form early season. He started off on the season opener a seven to two perk off 129. He just he just basically didn't see his race quite out um, that day. Entry like I say, and then last time was beaten like. Uh, like an England cricket team, um, you know, like 147 lengths. He was tailed off at Aintree last time. Uh, first time tongue tie, just run absolutely no sort of race. But as I've said, if you a lot of Harry Fry is one of those yards that you literally you have to leave him alone when he's when when he's like that. When when they're running like that, he just doesn't have them right. Whatever he does have them right now, it's clear to see. Um, the 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 yard are are doing very well at the moment, and obviously we have festival winner that they're flying. And I thought this was a wrong price at twenty to one. Um, uh, to, you What's know, it called, Lee? Winnings, winnings, everything. winnings everything. Um, Sean mm. Bowen takes them out, uh, cracking cracking pilot, and uh, I think this horse uh, will will produce round about a career best. Whether that's good enough, Andy obviously rates the. Um, the favourite serious charges, and I, I, I like his case. He's, he's probably right. Definitely got more to come off 120, but I did think at the prices, winnings everything um, at 20 to one with Sean Bowen on. If that produces its its best, um, that will be giving you a, a hell of a run for your money. So that's my three pointer. Yeah, tasty little double that, wouldn't it? I hesitate. Yeah. To, I nearly used the word each way double there, which would be anathema <laughs> on this program. But um, it would be a tasty double. Winning, it, winnings everything. Not winning is everything. Winnings everything is your three pointer. Well, that wraps up the uh, the uh, the naps and the one to three pointers for the day. There are eight races on ITV. We've got probably about five minutes. Any other thoughts on those TV races or any other business, boys? I'll throw. The floor open. I did think that you talked it to Mike ride ride slow, to be honest. Uh, it didn't did train as well as other areas. And um, I did think it was going to be uh, horrible type ground there. Uh, so I thought betting there would be double tricky. Um, what did I think? I thought I did think time to get up would be very hard to beat in the Midlands National. Um, I wasn't that keen to oppose that. Uh I, nearly, I must admit, I nearly made it a bet, but then I thought I was going all blogger. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's hard, it's hard <laughs> to put it up. Hard to put it up, but I just it, it does have very strong claims. Mm. I thought Young Bull was a good bet against Doc picked me. They put that in at nines, I think, or tens in places. I nearly fell off my chair, and that's already down to four or five to one. So that's a shame. I wish I, I just wish I didn't look at these prices. To be honest, it just makes the game even more uh, difficult, harder than it is. Uh, um, yeah, I agree with that race. The 150, uh, uh, there's some interesting ones in there. Another one interesting is no word of a lie. Oliver mm. Signe's horse has been crying mm. out for three miles. And if it is riding soft, I think he's got a, a cracking chance. But as I, uh, as you guys said, it's, um, it's, it's quite a strong looking race with three last time out winners. Um, yeah, they were my Excuse thoughts. Quite a strong card. Will you be in attendance at Newcastle tomorrow? Yes, I'll be going to Newcastle. I've taken a week off. I just thought the, the, the racing's been pretty poor away from Cheltenham, so I just thought I'd sit back and uh, enjoy the action. Been, it, there's someone who enjoys low-grade jump racing. Even I've described it as absolute gash. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, it has been difficult. Donny was, was dreadful today. It was, there were there were at least several. There's usually a race a week where I look through it and think, I'd like to lay everything in this race. And I can't see a winner. 
Um, but I yeah, think yeah. it must have been about four or five of those this week where you're just yeah. thinking, Jesus, you really, I really want to take on this favourite, but I really don't know what with, or I don't trust yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Captain looks a good card tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Cap St Vincent, I thought might might bounce back to form back over fences in the first. And there's a really, really good handicap hurdle, which isn't my barrow, but uh, carries commodity. I prefer John Joe on it rather than Richard McFernan. Uh, but uh, carries commodity, I think, is well handicapped. And I think he's got a big race in it somewhere. It could be tomorrow. Uh, and there's quite a few in there that... Um, that's a, that's a, I'm just looking at that race, Adam. I thought Dorking Boy ran pretty well last time out as well. That's uh, some reasonable form. And you, could probably, you, you, could, you could fancy a few. I like Brief yeah. Times, the Neil Mulholland... Yeah. Exposed mare, uh, but there's quite a, there's a few weird ones in there like Falco Blitz and Zanza and uh, I some disappointing chase types. Chase because they they came. Yeah. Last, hang on a minute, where's that one? Um, I think it's Jay- a bit like the Lanzarotti. That it's kind of a Lan- Lanzarotti take two. It's it's very yeah. trappy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it I thought it was quite trappy tomorrow. To be honest, be staying be staying out of that one. John, um, anything for you tomorrow uh, over and above? Anything on the uh, all weather? There is an all weather meeting in the evening at Wolverhampton. I'll just be looking for some reality TV on our TV through tomorrow. Love Island or something for you, John. I thought there's something thought yeah. something would be there. Right. Lee, anything for uh, you tomorrow? Anything? Yeah, extra? Well, just for me. I mean, like uh, John's post on Twitter tonight. Um, he said we've got the lot on tonight's show. He said. Yeah. Blackmore better than Mackerson. Who changes JP's piss bag at the races? Um, did Fry manage to bang Dracula at the fest today? Uh, Dracula for our, our listeners. Fry's people. denying it, by the way. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dracula being uh, Emery de Bromed. Um, Venetia's tweed cave girl outfit, plus <laughs> we're wankering. Keys on suicide watch, and what a cunt Dave Yates is. I think we, yeah, I think that's, that, I think that's about it, really. I think that's. Yeah, I was, was going to use that as the introduction at once. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I wouldn't. I think on that juncture, it may be a suitable point to wrap the show up. Say thank you to John, Lee, and Adam for their contributions today. Uh, I've been Andy Richmond. I still will be tomorrow as well. Um, I know <laughs> the boys will be looking forward to uh, Doncaster. Uh, Doncaster. Uh, next week it is the Lincoln. The road to Doncaster gets ever nearer. Eight days away before we roll on to the Scottish Grand National and the Grand National itself and the flat season. I'm sure there'll be lots more fun and games and rants from the bar stewards. But for now, that's it for today. May your God go with you wherever you are and may all your, all your punts be winners. This is Andy Richmond saying good night and good luck from the bar stewards inquiry. <laughs>